This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Sure is, voice man. Welcome back. Or uh, welcome aboard if you're just uh, hopping on the old party train here. Getting out of work. It's a Tuesday. Around the block, ESPN Radio. Got a big football game coming up Saturday. We got all things to discuss SU athletics-wise. And every time we do that... It's always a pleasure to welcome this gentleman on the airwaves. He is the athletic director at Syracuse University. John Wildhack is our guest here. Now, John, usually my music bump rotation lands on some sort of classic rock that, that you dig. Are you, are you a Grace Potter fan? I, I need to know this. Um, you know, it's not on my playlist. It's not? Okay, I can send you some not stuff. Not on my playlist, Brent. She's good. I can send you some stuff. <laughs> but it's pretty good, though. She's, I mean, she actually sounds, she's got like a classic rock sound to her, like a modern yeah. classic rock, if that makes sense. So I think you would dig it. I'm going to send you some stuff, okay? All right, deal. There and you and you're right. Her sound, it is kind of modern classic you rock. You're right. There you go. Fantastic. How are you, sir? Welcome back. I'm, I'm great. How are you? I am great. There's a lot happening, a lot going on, including a football game coming up on Saturday. And, John, you, you get that noon slot right out of college game day. So, boy, you can't pick a bigger stage to be on in some senses. I mean, that, that primetime game on ABC at 8 o'clock is always a big matchup. And there's a lot of stages on college football. But to come off of college game day, to have Florida State in the Dome, 2-0, and I mean, there's a lot of things that seem to be kind of mending together here for this football team. What kind of opportunity do they have with this game coming up on Saturday? Well, I think it's you know it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous opportunity because we're going up against a you know program which has been one of the premier programs in the sport. And you're right, coming out of game day, I mean, you know, if you're not going to be in the primetime window, in some respects, the noon window is the next best window. Because if you're in the three thirty or four o'clock window, there's just you know, there's just a plethora of games. There's just tonnage out there. So, you know, to uh, to have our lead in being Coach Corso. You know, and doing his headgear pick—that's <laughs> pretty cool. That is pretty cool, and you know, you, you want it to get to the point where someday he's doing it on campus here, right? Because Syracuse is one of those schools that you know game day has missed, and you want game day to be here someday. And if you continue to build up wins, you know, Virginia Tech two years ago, Clemson last year, of course, Florida State's a little down from where they usually are rankings-wise, and you know they've, they're in a transition right now with Willie Taggart and putting some different things into place but you said it you're in that noon window it's a name program so there's a lot there what will it take for this football team to beat florida state what are your early impressions on this matchup you know i just think you know there is coach said i mean florida state still has tremendous talent and yeah you've got a new staff and they've got to transition into new systems and all that but you know i still remember i have nightmares you know of cam Akers rushing for 199 that's yards right. against us last year down yeah, there that's right. um and you know and last i knew he's still in the backfield so they've got talent i just you know i think our team we just need to be focused and you know we we can't the team you know, just has to take this as, you know, is be workmanlike in their preparation all week and not get uh, not get caught up in the hype. And, you know, the hype is for is for the fans to enjoy and to build up an anticipation of Saturday. And hopefully we have, you know, an environment pregame and, and in the dome, which is, uh, you know, memorable and rocking. How do you feel the the approach should be? And certainly this is a question we'll ask Dino, too. But I wonder if you have talked about this. Is it just business? Wagner's the same as Florida State. Take all the games the way they come, or is it, look, we've got to acknowledge this one's a little bigger 
than Wagner. There is more hype behind this. We are in that ESPN noon window. Is there an advantage in a way sometimes to have a team embrace how big of a game it can be? I'm not sure, Brent, and uh, it's something I haven't talked about with Dino, and, and you know, frankly, I won't. I mean, the one thing when you see teams at the elite level in college or at the professional level that are elite year in and year out is they do approach things, you know, from a very systematic business-like way, you know, whether it's, you know, Alabama football, whether it's, you know, you know, the Patriots, um, you know, remember Belichick when they got blown out like four years ago? You know, on Monday Night Football and yes. his press conference, he's just, we're on to Cincinnati. That's right. <laughs> you know, that was his answer to 27 straight questions. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's kind of that workmanlike. So you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to deviate too much from the norm. And if you, if you put too much emphasis on one game, A, you can get, you know, you can get hyped up too early in the week. And then if the outcome isn't right, you know, hey, we've got to go. You know, we got to be ready to prepare and play Connecticut you know, next week and then go to Clemson in two weeks. So, you know, it's not like this is the end of the season. This is just week three. And, yeah, it's, you know, it's a big game and it's an opportunity to go 3-0. and It's an opportunity to win our first conference game against, again, you know, one of the premier programs in the country. So, I, I think we need to look at, look at opportunity and let that be a source of motivation for us. John, when you do talk to Dino and, and football comes up, you know, what are some things you've taken away from Dino that you've learned about football and you kind of get a sense of what kind of coach he is? We've seen the results on the field. We've seen the record. This is year three. We're seeing how he's building the program. But what have you learned about football from him? You know, just how, just how what a tremendous strategic thinker he is. And, you know, he, he may do some things that – you know, in game or, you know, that, that fans may not understand, but, you know, he left the linebackers in deep into to the Wagner game because, you know, they're young in terms of game experience to get more reps, you know, and to get, you know, and, and, and to get those reps. He left Eric in, you know, midway through the third quarter, you know, to develop more rhythm with the receivers. And, you know, you saw the number of wide receivers that caught balls in week two versus week one. So, He's a very, very strategic thinker, and one of the things that he, he, he's not only thinking in the moment, but in a game like Wagner, he was thinking ahead and preparing us for Florida State, trying to get kids who needed to get more reps to get those reps. Speaking of which, you know, we've seen some new rules put into place into football, and it seems that new redshirt rule is a big one. It's, it's Frankly, it's common sense. I can't believe it took this long for a rule like that to, to be enacted that, you know, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't make a player ineligible for being in one game in one play in some instances. So that new four-game rule seems to be helping. And, you know, when you look at it now in an AD position, what are some things about the game itself that you're looking at that you say, you know, maybe we need to discuss this, we need to talk about this, some rule committees that you, you've heard about? What What are some things generally about college football that that is on the table that you think will be discussed to, to improve it further? Well, I think, first of all, you're 100% right on the redshirt rule. It was, you know, it's good that kids can play up to four games to still keep a year of eligibility. I think, you know, I think player safety is always, you know, to me, is it, 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 you know, front and center. I mean, listen, you know, football is an incredibly physical, physical game, and you're not going to legislate the physicality out of it. But what you can do is to try to make the game safer. And I think there's been a number of steps that have been taken over the years. 
but the work's not done there, um, and it's not done at the college level or at the professional level. For me, another thing I, th- I think we really need to look at is, is the length of game uh, in college football. Uh, you know, when you have games that are going – you know, three and a half, three hours and 45 minutes, just the game flow, the administration of the game uh, by the official. I mean, I really think we need to take a serious serious look at that and see how we can shorten the length of the game while improving the flow of the game and not necessarily eliminating plays in the game. That's it, because, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the other side of a team, Syracuse runs 84 plays per game. They score a lot. When you score a lot, the clock stops, and when you're you know you're throwing the ball a lot and there's incompletions, the clock stops. You know, so that's football. I think people kind of say, "All right, I can deal with that." But you have unique insight into this, John, because of course one of the things that makes college football you know drag on is I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but can make a drag on sometimes or television timeouts. So what kind of conversations are being had about? Listen, we know there's going to be commercials. We know it's part of the game. You know this as well as anybody, having worked at ESPN, but. Are there compromises being made? Are there different ways to approach advertising and, and getting that message out there so you can cut back on things like TV timeouts? Well, I think, Brett, it's an excellent question. And, and here, frankly, heretofore, there's been no discussion at the college game. And there has been some discussions and implementation at the NFL that the networks in the league um, agreed upon and, and implemented last year. And I, I think we've got to take a real serious look at that, how we can do more 30-second inaction breaks or side-by-side breaks where you don't necessarily leave the field, but between plays there's a 15-second you know, second ad, et cetera, that type of thing. And you, know, you, you can do that and still provide the value to the advertiser um, but improve the flow of the game. John Wildhack is our guest. Of course, he's the athletic director at Syracuse University. And, John, to go back to that Wagner game, uh, attendance, um, I, I want to ask you, I mean, you see, uh, you know, a stat that it was the lowest attended home opener since 1985, and, you know, you look at that and you say, okay, well, that's not good. But the crowd that was there was into the game, and it's the start of three straight home games. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into these things, as we know, the weather, the opponent, uh, you have Florida State coming in the next week, so maybe some fans that are only going to go to one or two games will, will pick a name brand like that. There's so much that goes into it. But let me ask you, when you hear that that was the attendance for Wagner, what, what was your reaction to that? Well, you know, you, you never like to see a headline, you know, that it's the lowest you know, home opener in 35 years. But the fans who were there, they were great, and they were great pregame. You know, I thought I think the quad was as festive and electric as as I've seen it since you know in the two years that I've been here, Brent. And I realize two years is a short sample, but I think some of the the, you know, the enhancements, the game day enhancements for our fans and for our students that we implemented were very well received. We did some immediate post game uh, research and surveys, and they came back very very favorable to uh, uh, to the new enhancements that we implemented. And hopefully you know, off of that, you know, kind of word of mouth and that type of thing will spread and, uh, and attendance, will, uh, you know, attendance will, uh, will improve. John, on that note, so some of the initiatives that you discussed before that Wagner game include, you know, a food voucher up until a half hour before kickoff. SU students can get a discount going into the third quarter with their Supercard. Uh, you mentioned the quad, so much more going on at the quad. And, you know, a lot of things to kind of enhance the, the in-game experience. One thing that really stood out to me is when you announced that when you had a, a press gathering about this going into that game was it was a direct response from fans. These are things that they asked for, right? 
Correct. And I think, you know, one of the things we did a lot of research last year, we did research, you know, in season, we did research out of season, we did focus groups, uh, we did, you know, research with, along with the other 14 schools in the conference, and, you know, and we talked to and listened to our students. And this is, you know, everything that we implemented is a direct result of, of their feedback. And, you know, it's incumbent upon us to provide, you know, as great an experience as, as we can, Brent. And, 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 of course, you know, central to that's the game. No question about that. But it's what we do around the periphery of the game, you know, to really make it, you know, hey, this is, you know, this is just a fun, really good way to spend a Saturday afternoon. And that's what we're trying. That's what we're trying to uh, trying to create here, John. One thing that we've seen in the past to you know really get some some bodies in the building, get people going, is free tickets for students. Is is that in the plan for for Saturday? I actually had a few students that one wanted me to ask you that question. Yeah, no, and I appreciate the question. You know, it's um, it's not, and, and part of that is we've got to be really sensitive to the students who have paid for season tickets and who have paid for, you know, season long pass to football and basketball is, you know, we've got to be, you know, we be, we need to be cognizant and respectful of them and just not kind of, okay, well, let's say it's Florida state. So we're going to provide free tickets to all the students. John, uh, we've got football in our minds and a lot of things that we've discussed there, but you know, a number of other sports are, are underway this fall. Give us uh, an update of some other things that are going on that we should know about here in, in the fall sports world at Syracuse. Yeah, I think you know, men's soccer had a nice win uh, last night at Cordell, a nice 2 nothing shutout, a really good road win. Um, and after a tough 3-2 loss to Notre Dame on Friday, which was a really, really well-played game by both teams, um, and we're young, and I think you know, we've seen some improvement there. Volleyball had a brutal weekend, three three top twenty opponents, um, and they you know they took uh, they took all those into a four or five sets respectively. So, I've, you know that's growth. I don't think we would have done that last year. So we're playing an incredibly competitive schedule. Field hockey play hosted number one and defending champion Connecticut. So, I mean we're playing. You know the best of the best, and um, you know I think we're competing pretty. We're competing pretty well. How are things going in that department? In the sense that you know you and I talk a lot about the ACC network and the channel that's coming next year, but the ACC network extra app allows the opportunity for a lot of these sports uh, to be put on there. And I know that you've got you know students doing broadcasts, and it's it's part of you know uh, the curriculum at, at, at the Newhouse School, and it, it gives the opportunity for sports like you know, volleyball and soccer and some that you mentioned that, you know, maybe won't get on the ESPNs of the world often, but they, they can be seen in, in a lot of different ways. How's that working out here as we get closer to the launch of the actual network itself? I think here it's worked out great. And, um, you know, our, our, our production team has done an absolutely fantastic job. As you said, we have new house students that are calling the games or they're you know, um, you know, they're occupying production positions, so it might be camera, might be audio, et cetera, that type of thing. So it's great hands-on experience for them. And the quality of the product that, uh, you know, that they put out is terrific. And, I, you know, I had this function on Friday night, and, uh, you know, I had the soccer game on, uh, you know, on my big screen through Apple TV. And, you know, our coverage was terrific. I watched field hockey on Sunday uh, through the ESPN app again. So I think the exposure, and that's national exposure, so we can't, you know, you, you can't underestimate the impact of that and the fact the way that we're doing it and the quality and, and the relationship and partnership we have with Newhouse, it's really, it's a win-win across, across the board. 
John, one last thing for you here. I'm always curious how fans are interested in certain things, and, and I wonder if they are. Like, I, I tweet a lot about media stuff and branding and things like that. I'm like, I wonder how much fans are really into this. One thing they really are into, and I get asked to ask you every time that we have you on, it used to be the Carrier Dome, but that's old news now because we know there's things happening there and, you know, the due diligence has been done and, and there's there's things to go. A lot of fans want to know about the Nike deal, John. So is there anything you could tell us about that, the conversation with them, how that's going forward? They've certainly been in the news a lot lately, and it made me think to ask you. Yeah, no, it's a good question, and we're still, you know, we're still in conversations with them. And, you know, I would expect, Brent, that we will have an announcement sometime this fall. Okay. The fall. All right. That's Fall doesn't start till technically till September what twenty first. Yeah, twenty first I think. Goes so, to you know, December. Sometime okay. between ten days and a hundred days, right? Because it's technically not exactly. It's technically not fall yet. So if it comes in the next ten days, you know it'll be a surprise. So I, when when fall is officially here, I'll be on watch. I'll be ready. Ex- no, that's that's fair. But it will, I'm I'm uh, I feel pretty confident that we'll have an announcement. Okay. To go. In, in, the, in the fall, and it may be on the early side of fall. Good to know. I will tell the people that tweet at me uh, that uh, we're moving closer. The fall. Fall's big time, baby. Yeah, Jeff. the other thing they could do is I just started a blog last Wednesday, and it's on Qs.com, and part of that Get is out. they can ask questions. So, you know, I encourage you know, our fans or, you know, and your listeners – um, I do it every every other Wednesday, and um, you know if they want to if they want to uh, submit questions, uh, they should feel free to do so, and I'm happy to answer. Them. Is there a, is there a clever name for the Wild Hack blog, or what what do we got going here? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Work in we progress. We need one, Brad. Right? I need your help there. Okay, next step is Twitter. You ready for that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember Twitter from ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that, Baby Brian. steps, baby steps. Excellent. John, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we'll see you in class Monday oh. night as well. And uh, always uh, welcome to come on the radio, sir. Yeah, I look forward to that. And, uh, you know, I look forward to a really cool environment at the Dome on uh, on Saturday. We had, uh, you know, we've had a pretty good run on tickets the past couple of days, but we still have a lot of good seats available. And, yeah, we need that uh, 12th man and dome field advantage on Saturday. Absolutely. John, thanks so much for the time. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, Brett. There he is, John Wildhack. He's got a blog now. Go check that out. Accused.com. Did not know that. Excellent. Uh, we'll break on that note. We'll come back with more. You're on the block, ESPN Radio.